0: greetings and salutations and welcome to a podcast that's only mostly about video games. Unfortunately Liam's gotten hung up at the office this week so for now my name is George Weedman, and I have with me Matt Visual and this week we have a guest. We have Alex who operates a channel you might have heard of called Low Spec Gamer which is all about lowering settings, optimizing and modding textures and models so that they're all low enough to look like an actual new Tesla vehicle reveal.
1: (laughs) I was hoping I could get through this and entire podcast we had a reference i have i woke up with a hundred twitter notifications of people making that joke
0: so uh so so matt have you have you seen the new tesla auto truck is that the cyber truck uh, the cyber truck the yeah. cyber truck my bad that's oh, even okay. worse auto <laughs> truck sounds m- more normal than cyber
2: truck i would buy that you would buy a cyber truck i would i would buy that yeah yeah it depends on how it looks like inside does they <laughs> show anything inside
1: uh, yeah, the 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 videos that have been posted, it looks very bare, but it's probably a prototype. So God yeah. knows how it's going to look at the end.
0: I'm I'm just hoping that the, the dashboard is like full of glowing green lettering. I want glowing <laughs> green lettering in there.
1: Yeah, it looks very quote unquote futuristic. It's pretty pretty fun. Like a warthog. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> on low settings. Yeah. <laughs> See, on low
2: settings. <laughs> it says definitely a uh, PC, old school, combat evolved Halo. It
0: looks like if you oh, throw no.
2: anything at it,
0: it'll just roll over the top and slide down the bottom. And it, I, it looks like a good wedge. You know, like those old battle robot programs? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: looks like one of those. Welcome to Dad and Sons, your premier Tesla podcast.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, h- here on the Dad and Sons podcast, we um, occasionally talk about video games, like, like I don't know, a third of the time or something. Uh, so with that, with that being said, I guess now might be a good time to talk about video games. What, what have you been playing,
2: uh, Lil Spec?
1: So, uh, honestly, most of it has been Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. What platform? Uh, PC, evidently. Okay, okay, okay. And I I started it with the idea of exploring to see if it was a good video idea, but still, it's, it's a Star Wars game. It's a single-player Star Wars game, which is something that I have been hoping for. I don't know, what's the That's last time, time we got a single-player Star Wars game?
0: <laughs> time ago, Several presidents ago.
1: Yeah. So when I started the game, I was at least hoping it didn't suck. Then two hours then, uh, after the combat came, clicked with me and I finally understood like how the game was expecting me to play it it all came together and by the end of it I I ended I finished the game yesterday uh, it took me about 22 hours I didn't 100% it but did a lot of it and by the time I, I finished I, I felt it's probably one of the best single player Star Wars games I've ever played. Definitely the best like lightsaber Jedi sort of sort of game it's just fantastic to me because it's it's a very good game with some um, with a lot of bugs and QA issues that makes me wonder if they Oof. if they had to to rush to a release date it had, because it's yeah it's rough around a lot of edges but where it counts it's very good and it's very different to what I expected the game to be based on like what was it like the E3 reveal or something when they originally talked and showed the game. Which, which made me think, like, this is a very interesting case of a game, I, I think, being promoted wrongly. Uh, as, as, as I went to Twitter, and started asking people, like, wow, why aren't more people talking about this game? This case is amazing. I either seemed to get two responses entirely. People who have tried the game and were going, like, I know, it's amazing. I have played for 20 hours straight. And people going, Ah, I don't know, it looked boring in the trailer, so I didn't even try with, like, very little in between. And that was, really? like, super interesting to me.
2: Hmm. So fun?
0: I've gone back it? and forth. I'm still opening myself to the possibility of playing it later, but I was... My my excitement dampened a little bit with some review scores and some videos after launch. Before launch, I was hoping for something that would follow up on a lot of fond childhood memories I had playing the Jedi games, but it doesn't look like that's the kind of combat and the, the, the sense of movement they're going for. I feel like... It's, it's, it's It looks like Dark Souls, but Star Wars, which is it's, fine. I just got to get in the mood for
1: that, you know? Yeah, it's Dark Souls light. Like, it doesn't go as deep in certain things as Dark yeah. Souls go, and it goes a little bit... It, it's Dark Souls combined with Metroidvania, and the combat is not very... It's more Sekiro than Dark Souls. It's very parry-heavy. It's so, very, so like, like, timing-based.
0: Concentrating on that one critical blow.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's interesting because when I started playing it uh, I I felt like this is not a lightsaber. You you get blocked constantly like your lightsaber doesn't feel like it's going through everything and by the end of the game when you actually like master how to use the parry, you're just Tearing through dozens uh, I, of enemies because you know all the animation c- cycles, and once you break an enemy's defense, it, almost every enemy goes down like two heads. So, so it's very skills based I,
0: I have I have an important question. Yes. Uh, uh, what happens when the lightsaber touches a wall?
1: Nothing. And That's no! one one of the bad things about the game.
2: No.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of detail there. Yeah, if you swing it towards a wall, there's like a, a decal that makes it look like like you have cut through a metal. So you
0: can't you can't draw penises. Like like in the good old days. Yeah, no.
1: exactly. That was one of my main criticisms of it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that was such a good feature that that was so long ago that you'd think I, I I guess the reason why it hasn't become standard is because some engines don't and some surfaces in the games don't don't handle being able to draw an actual freestyle line on it like 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 the smooth, glassy textures of a Quake Three game from
1: two thousand one. <laughs> yeah. It's I I suspect it's one of those things that they quite didn't get to do in the game, because there's a lot of um, basic stuff that is missing. That is, a lot of basic animations that fail in places you don't expect it to. A lot of stuff that that makes you wonder, like, the development history of this game must be really interesting, because something happened there. But one way or another, they decided to focus on, like, the most basic stuff, like, just getting that the level design is there, just that the combat feels good once you handle it. And at least on that area, it, it, it works. So I played for uh, PS4 and there was a lot
2: of bugs, like falling through the, the ground. And I mean, none of this really mattered because I was kind of enjoying the game anyway, because it's Star Wars. If you grew up with it, you're, you're probably just going to deal with a lot of the trash. But, <laughs> man, it, it was a lot of trash. It was a lot of trash going on there. And, and one thing that stood out a lot was the backtracking. How do you feel about the level design? Because sometimes it's okay, but sometimes you have to backtrack a lot of space a lot of empty space and it like throws off the pacing quite a bit
1: yeah i i feel a lot of it comes down to maybe not orientating players because uh, the the level design does a lot of the dark souls thing where it constantly opens shortcuts to to places you have visited before and if you map if you sort of map your routes there's a lot of uh, a lot of places where you either take the optimal route and you do it quickly and you have a couple of good fights in the middle or you take the long route which is the one that you already have in your head which is just a pain and it's very long and it's it's not always very obvious uh, at least it wasn't to me when it, it, when there's not. like a more optimal route to to go through to do the backtracking which is possibly what they expected what they like designed around but you end up doing like the, the long boring one so but I don't know it I'll, since since it reminds me so much of um, Metric Prime, which is I think pretty much the only 3D Metroidvania that I can refer to. Uh, it it, it reminds me a lot of that, of going through a lot of areas in Metric Prime and and just uh, memorizing and trying to find quicker ways of doing it and just using your upgrades to open up new stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I I gotta say though, um, Second Sister
1: kind of stole the show for me. Oh, God. There's uh, there's a fight. Uh, it's not the second sister fight, but there, there's a fight later in the game when you're fighting one of the Inquisitors, which is to me uh, the best, like what I have imagined for generations, for game generations that I will get to play eventually as a as a lightsaber fight. Like you, you are on the edge of your seat trying to find those key places you have to parry and your parry windows are so small and desperately trying to block all your ah. opponent lightsaber blows and there's sparks flying everywhere and the lightsaber sounds and by the time I ended at that battle I, I remember like I paused the game and thought to myself like I have been waiting for a battle like that for like a decade so so it, it has it's, its Hello? <laughs> is everything okay over over there sorry about that I was I was gesticulating what talking and I think <laughs> I tripped the cable too into it yeah sorry i hope it sells so they have the time and the budget to make a less Ugh. buggy second one buggy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and i wish i played on pc because i heard pc has less bugs the ps4 the graphics sometimes dipped. there was stuttering it wasn't so good it wasn't so good oh yeah oh, it-
1: if I may add something, I, I think this is one of those games that is truly, like, pushing uh, the idea of generations. Because I played it on PC and I tried in a variety of systems, but the friends that I have that have been playing them, um, like, were you using the base PS4 base. or, like, the PS4 base. Pro? Okay, I think that's the thing, because the people I have heard that have been playing it on PS4, or even worse, the, the Xbox One <laughs> S, I think <laughs> yeah. is the base model... There's like the frame rate is 25 FPS constantly. The games, the game like gets stuck loading random places for up to like 10 seconds. Like this is a game, this is a game that was not for this generation of consoles. No, no,
2: it's those consoles are showing their age, man. It's weird because you play God of War, you play all these other games, and then you go to Star Wars, and it's lagging. It's it's dying. Yeah. i was a little confused for a second i was like man what 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 happened to this game and usually i play on pc but i mean it was just right there at redbox so i was just like yeah i'll get it for ps4 nice and easy because right now i should be watching your channel because i just have this like this gaming laptop that i've had with a 1060 inside for a while now and it's starting to show its age with all these new games coming out so i'm just like like maybe I'll just play it on console. <laughs> just to make things a little bit easier. You get a firm frame rate.
1: <laughs> I, but I was wrong. Based on the testing I have done, that laptop will have done much better yeah. than after PlayStation. I,
0: I bet. I, bet. I, I think I bet. it's a little interesting that the game is getting so much recognition for being the only single player Star Wars game in a long time. Like, that's uh it, it seems so weird to think of that as being um, something notable about a video game coming out throughout the year. Because they used to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, up yeah, until... Yeah, LucasArts was going nuts. Up, up until the sixth console generation, they, they shopped that brand out to everybody. And it's a universe that's, um, so adaptable to video games. Like, you can make racing games, you can make card games, and RPGs, and shooters, and fighting games if you really want to. And, um... I, I guess there's there's two factors of how weird the business has gone and how Disney took over Star Wars and for some reason doesn't know how to sell the video game licenses, licenses out to other developers outside of the EA bubble. But also the saturation of it was was intense and I don't know how how excited I am now after so many decades almost of, of Star Wars to be thinking about getting ready to play a Star Wars game like Sekiro. Considering how exhausting Sekiro was, like... Oh my god. I, I, I Liam, Liam beat it. He loved it. He, it's like one of his favorite games of this year. I think Matt reluctantly went through it and I kind of fell off. Yeah, I beat it. And then I never touched it again. I I stopped playing for a couple weeks and came back, and I was so much worse than I was earlier that I, I think I'm, I can't catch up <laughs> to my own part of the difficulty curve. I left off at.
1: Oh God! Well, then I I don't recommend you raise the difficulty on, on Star Wars I'm, yet. I probably the videos. Okay, the
0: videos that I have seen were ones about how the hit boxes are wonky, and I'm my brain is like, oh God, do I really want to invest myself in another super duper difficult? Uh, a melee action game it's with not, wonky boxes. It's hitboxes. not difficult.
1: <laughs> it's not difficult. You can mash your way through it. Yeah, in lower difficulties, you can mash your yeah. way through it easily. Oh, 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 oh okay.
2: And you, and you like, you can like throw people off buildings and and sides, and you can like. There's weird places where you die too. Like if you stop like this, like a, you have the slow power, and if you stop something from spinning, and you happen to jump on it and it starts spinning again after the slow um (laughs) yeah after it goes back to regular speed you die automatically instead of just swinging around even if you're at the middle of like uh, where it's spinning at where it doesn't move at all it doesn't matter like there's a lot of little things like that throughout the entire game that is just weird I'm picturing the character just like suddenly ragdolling in the middle of a platforming puzzle and if you put like enemies on there they will die too (laughs) yeah Yeah, they will die on poles that you're supposed to balance on. They'll die on anything. Like you can, you can really, yeah. <laughs> you can really cheat bosses I mean, that way too.
0: Stormtrooper lives are not that valuable <laughs> throughout the
2: franchise. And you know, that, they got that right. The stormtroopers <laughs> do say some really crazy stormtrooper stuff, funny <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I think and, I, the voice acting is good. The guy from Shameless is the main character. Is good. Uh, Second sister, I swear to wow. I, yeah. I
0: think I, I've seen it characterized as this being one of the games where you sneak up on a couple guards and they're talking about how easily they could be killed right now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes.
2: I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> when you kill everybody else. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, he's running. Uh, it's it's so funny. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. my my favorite one is if you're fighting, if you eliminate a group and there's only one yeah. left, and that one gets a hit on you and hits you with like hell, he's staff or something. He goes, <laughs> "I hit the Jedi." Oh no, I should yeah. not have oh, done Oh no, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's really- um, I guess this is kind of spoilers, little spec,
2: but uh, that end fight though, you know, the, the fight you had the they, they, run away from. That oh, yeah. that I like, was, I felt you... like that was.
1: More realistic that than was poor Unleashed, fan service. I would say. Yes, yeah, but that was pure. There's the end of the game is very much. If you're a Star Wars person, if you like like the the, the classic movies and all its universe, it's an ending that you're going to enjoy a lot. Oh, like, it, and it's very hard to say more than that without yeah, spoiling it yeah. massively. It's yeah.
2: Where, that part is when I was, I got chills. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what I wanted. Oh, yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> same yeah, yeah. yeah i i like crazy force stuff um i wish there was Force unleash was like a a little bit more crazier but yeah
1: yeah but but force unleash was more like a like a hack and slash yeah. game this is more like a like a, like a souls yeah, game i guess yeah, yeah.
2: oh oh uh when you when we say souls game georgia uh, when you die you lose like your last points to level up like if, if if you're going to six to seven, you lose all those points to go to seven. Yeah, can, you can you get them back that from more. the spot you died at. Yeah, you just gotta hit that monster once, yeah. and then you get it back. But yeah,
1: and your recovery items are limited, and they only That's reappear you know on, like on checkpoints and such. Too. But that also respawns all enemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, assaults, assaults- So
0: on, on on a on a slightly different note, but still related on on, on the notes of <laughs> of games that look. Uh, <laughs> too wow. good for this generation but still run fine on a PlayStation 4 uh, speaking of games that, that that some people kind of drop out of halfway through um, I I'm, I'm of course still chipping away at death stranding uh, I I think we have some melancholy news for the rest of the podcast though uh, Liam's not here to give the report himself. But but we have been told in behind the scenes dad and son's chats that Liam has kinda sort of fallen off of Death Stranding, and Matt, I believe you have Oh no. Uh, as
2: as I'm like what, chapter nine? I I just I'm just waiting for you guys to catch up. I don't understand <laughs> I'm not how you push myself so fast. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been on that for like a week now, and I I've just d- yeah, I've been
0: playing every day for like three, four hours for a week and a half, and I you,
2: you probably take the long way for everything. No, I, I told you what I did last time. I take the bike and I ram it up a mountain every single time. Well, I do not care, and I spray, <laughs> I spray the damn cargo so it's nice and pretty, and I get my S rank. And I go and do the next run because it's like it's like doing a job with that game. It's like doing a freaking job. <laughs> well, and then they talk about oh your, your
3: character was great.
2: <laughs> it's such a oh my god. And then you play something like Star Wars, and you're like ah, oh, this is what games are like. They're fun. What well, well, this is what games are like. Okay, I I'm sorry. Oh, it's, when you when you play hours of that game, you just lose. You just get numb.
3: Well, maybe that's why it's better to play <laughs> it in three, four hours like a day instead of the whole dang thing in a week.
2: Oh no! What, what do you mean? That's worse. That's worse. Every three days, you're clocking in on the clock to, to deliver packages. That's a job. And and then when you feel done, <laughs> you're
0: actually done, and you don't have to keep hammering away at something. Okay, I think, I I, I think there's a lot of practical, easy ways to narrow down on why this game reviewed divisively and I think one is that it's not meant to be rushed through Two is that the, the more the game stays alive out there with players in it for this first, I, I don't know, six month to a year process, you're going to have a lot more player buildings than you did with reviewers. Matt, you say you always drive a bike straight up a mountain. I feel like if I tried that, the mount the, the bike's going to break and it's going to end up being a longer walk than, than if I take a, a quiet route around. You also think that, like, I'm taking the long routes for everything and I'm not, like, okay. Have
2: you been playing every day for three hours? Oh, not every day, but at already. least
0: most days for three hours. And I think I'm really, really, really freaking close to the end with the way the story's gone so far. Have you reached Heartman? Uh, a, a few times. Um, okay, so I guess, is <laughs> would it be a spoiler to say what happens, like, two-thirds of the way through Death Stranding and, and the route they want you to do when...
2: when Wait. Alex, have you played? D- do you care?
1: I'm waiting for it to come out in PC. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's probably better. All right, so there's, there's a second... <laughs>
0: half of the game that's, that's a sort of gameplay spoiler that uh, that I definitely have questions about how fast of a route they want you to draw because it feels like I skipped a big chunk of what would have taken another two hours of gameplay by driving through an area that felt kind of unfinished. But in any case, mm. I don't know. The gameplay, I think, is fine. The story, I think, is mediocre. The The reception it's been getting... I'm still confused about why there is so much... Like animosity towards a lot of the game's uh, 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 core mechanical desires to to make walking around interesting and fun. When there are still like commenters out there saying like, "Oh, they just took the gameplay out." When when you kind of got to do pay attention to to what you're doing when a, during every millisecond to millisecond controller interaction of of death stranding.
2: Wait, what you have to? What? No, you don't. What are you talking about? Uh, you just drive. You literally just drive. And you when really you're press driving, you <laughs> button and you drive, and then you control a little stick to make sure you don't run into anything. Yeah, they're That's little what rocks. You, you got to pay
0: attention to. You got to got to manage your rocks. inventory. You got to manage your 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 battery you while put you're on around. All terrain,
2: all terrain, little little leg things, and you hold L two and R two as you do anything, and you, you you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I feel like you're describing
0: what it felt like when I was playing Breath of the Wild and that this game fixes one of those critical problems I had with Breath of the Wild and that was that the movement was boring. I'm not finding the movement boring in this game. Why are people like Donkey finding the movement boring in Death Stranding?
2: Oh, I haven't even watched that. Um, <laughs> i to love to hear that. All right, all, right, all right. I'm being harsh. I'm being harsh just in case Alex is not used to it. But no, like it's it's i don't know people walk everywhere i don't walk once i got the cars i didn't walk anywhere what about the mountains unless i had to like up in the mountains it's probably hard to yeah no there i've never broke my bike except for one time i ran out of gas very very recently when i had to do they make you do multiple runs like um right after the other And I was like, forget, this bike is just getting annoying. And I just got on my feet and started walking. Are Uh, are you talking about the mountains? Yeah, the mountains. Yeah, the mountains. The mountains were great. Like, that's what I was worried about, actually, based on last week's podcast. There's many mountains, but I had the bike throughout the whole time. I didn't want to sit there and walk through BTs. That's so annoying. But what about the mountains? The the mountains are like cliffs,
0: and they're rock. You can't drive your bike over. Yes, you can. (sighs) Oh, Okay. I was worried that the game would get boring and turn into a lot more driving, and then they throw you in this mountain area where driving doesn't work. And you're saying driving does work in the mountains? Like you just drive yeah, your, your motorcycle up these sheer cliffs? They want you to climb?
2: Yeah. How? Well, we, 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 you're talking about you're, you're talking about something that I need to use a ladder for? Yeah.
0: How do you drive your bicycle up a I've cliff? I never
2: had to use a ladder ever since like the first part of the game. The fuck. There's always another way, I guess. And you're just taking a harder way. Oh, yeah. There's always another way, but it's like a 10-minute
0: detour. Not with a bike.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about the snow? What do you do when you got to go up a snowy cliff?
3: You just drive your bike up the snowy cliff. The
2: bike. The bike. I I have a couple PCCs, throw down a generator, boom, done. That's why you're taking so long. <laughs> you're sitting there taking 30 minutes to reach a destination. when <laughs> it's taking me like a third of the
0: I feel like I've tried the bike in the mountains and it didn't work. And then I got it and I understood what they wanted you to do. And I ended up having right, a more interesting, you, fun challenge with the mountains. Did,
2: did you slide back and you're like, oh, I can't do it. Or did you like try to curve the bike sideways and like real life and kind of like swerve up the mountain <laughs> i i
0: remember ditching the bike yeah, at the, the way game. station halfway to the mountain town and then you have to sneak past people who would have heard the bike, so I was fine ditching it anyway. And then I got to the mountain town and tried making a bike, but the cliffs were too steep, so I started making a network of zip lines anyway, and they connected with the other players' zip lines, and over like two days of three hour sessions playing it, I saw a network of zip lines gradually evolve, made by other players, and I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm building a
2: connection with them. Okay, so during the Snowy Mountains you actually had zip lines? Because mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't have anything. Nothing Nothing was out.: there. And, and I Nobody, feel like that's, no that's player
0: stuff nothing. another thing that, that caused the game to review poorly is that they don't have the network of, of player buildings at the times they would would have been starting this two, three weeks ago. Yeah,
2: but this was like this was like less than a week ago. I played this like what like four or three days ago. I gave it a try, did a couple did a chapter, and I was like, all right, I'm, I got my fill. I'm gonna wait for everyone else to catch up. because <laughs> as soon as I, I beat it I'm going to forget about it. like this game. This game is cool. It's great. I not to say I don't recommend it. It's just uh, ooh, it, there's a lot of filler in it, and I just I sometimes I just don't want to do it. And,
0: and I suspect that as time goes on and more more of a player infrastructure is created, it will be easier to deal with that.
2: Yeah, the, I'm 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 waiting for all that to kind of flow in, <laughs> so I can just go back in the game. And all of a sudden there's roads everywhere. I'm like, yeah. Even though I don't understand how the roads work, because I'm pretty sure there are people who have built roads all around their world, but it doesn't show up in my world. Yeah,
0: it, it matches you up with the kind of grab bag of other players. You you don't get the entire all every customer of Death Stranding doesn't pool in together. You're in an instance with like yeah. a a randomized percentage of, of other players. <sighs>
1: That's kind of a shame. I was hoping this will transform into a thing where the game in a year will be like completely urbanized that or something. That would be amazing.
0: Maybe actually, it, it, it depends on whether or not people can work out viable strategies with it. Depending on whether or not they can figure out the algorithm the game uses to actually choose who you match up with. Because one thing I was trying to do is like filter a friends list out of all the other yeah. player buildings you see, but that's not how they want you to do it. They they want you. T- they want everyone to be anonymous. Hmm. Um, but that. Because it does not reliably connect people by region or friends list or some such, it seems like it would be difficult to strategize, like, everyone focusing on a certain region of the map that they want to rebuild the roads at.
2: Yeah, because if you guys were there on the friends list, I would want to build the roads. But since it's just random people, I was just like, yeah, I don't go out of my way. I build some of the roads because, I mean, it's almost necessary sometimes to have, like, an enjoyable experience but i don't go out of my way
1: but at the end of the day well you, you played in a hmm, <laughs> an experience that is unideal uh but even considering that will you still say it's a good game yes
2: yes i do think it's a good game like i that stranding is a good game everyone should go and buy it and walk around and deliver packages wow pokemon star wars fall in order you know it's outer worlds all those games are out you should go out and deliver packages
0: i'm having fun there are lo- <laughs> there are tens of us having fun with it i i am of the opinion that it's 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 a good game i'm having fun with it but i'm not gonna say i'm like it's clearly not for everyone
1: yeah i oh. i think that's an inter- important point because it's something that I, that I think has been important in the whole discussion that I have seen on, on Twitter and in general, people talking about this game, is if this has been like, a, like an indie studio or something, this would likely have been like a, an interesting cult head or something people would have analyzed and, and will create an interesting community around it. But it's not. It's like a triple A Kojima mm. thing, and it's a game that it, it doesn't appeal uh, to a wide mm-hmm. gaming audience. So that means that the people that it appeals to are going to enjoy it a lot, and everyone yeah, else is it, it going has, to make a lot of noise in Twitter talking about how Kojima is like cheating everyone or something. It has the production
0: values that like are are gonna push a weird idea like this through to enjoyment for people who care about it. Like what I think is really important here is that a game was made about how cool it is to climb a mountain and not kill a bunch of hundreds of anonymous bad guys who throw their lives away at you as soon as they spot you. Like an enemy encounter in Death Stranding will be seeing dots of, of bad guys chasing you two hills away. Like it's, it's a lot of long-term long distance, um, violent engagement that, that I find compelling. I love the idea that the little rocks and pebbles on the ground are the obstacles built into your level design and i i I realize that someone who's who's gonna want more action is is gonna 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 want to play a different game but but i i'm i'm a fan of the chill moments in games where you can explore a place put together a piece of, of of story based on what you're looking at but also i don't I tend to get bored in stuff like Breath of the Wild, where there's a lot of wide open space that has you holding down the up button. Granted, if you even if you're jiggling the up button slightly left and right to avoid the pebbles on the ground, like that's that is enough for me. That is the level of interaction that I feel turns the downtime in this game into something interesting and the transportation in this game into a intriguing puzzle. And and that's that's what I'm there for. I'm there for the puzzle of the navigation. I'm there for. The sense of accomplishment of carrying a- <laughs> piles of boxes up a really, really steep hill, and I'm feeling something out of that. I guess like, t- did it not feel like an accomplishment to 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 do the little
2: victories? The game, the game has you doing Matt. I, I no, no, I I don't like. Just just to clarify here, I'm having a little bit of fun, but like I don't think people. Like Kojima scammed anyone. This is Kojima's type of thing. There's a lot in there too. This is this is Kojima's thing. Like I was fully aware what I was gonna get. Remember way the ladder before. guys?
0: Remember the ladder in MGS3? Remember that but whole big they... chunk of MGS3 where you yes. just walk through the swamps and don't deal with bad guys for like an hour?
2: I like made a joke on Twitter, like delivery man. Like I knew what I was gonna get. Like I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm making fun of it. I I Like that, it's different. I like the weird, you know, uncomfortable shower scene (laughs) with two males. I love that controller beating to the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said all this stuff last podcast, so so Alex is probably getting like all the just me just messing around, but no, like I enjoy Kojima's, I don't know, like weird brain. Um, (laughs) do I? Do I think it's filler heavy and a lot of wasted time? yes absolutely but i i do I do like the game in some weird way because i I'd rather have a few weird games than just the same old chip exactly yeah like i am over I am and all and about controller and gimmicks again. and and novelty, yeah, yeah like i need to, i want people to do weird stuff like this. I would so yeah. much
0: rather play right. a, a janky experimental game about carrying packages up mountains than a slick, highly produced Call of Duty campaign where everything
2: works fine. Yeah, I, I will beat Death Stranding, but you will never see me pick up Call of Duty. <laughs> I used to play Call right. of Duty all the time, and now I it's just it's kind of just don't. It's just the same thing over and over.
1: Yeah. Uh... I think the the thing about the discourse regarding this game is that since a lot of the hype built around it was about how this... genius genius <laughs> mind of, of Hideo Kojima was bringing it that that means that even before the game came out there were already a lot of people who were like eager to prove that the, that he was uh, a fake that he was not a genius and, uh. and that means that there's already a lot of people already decided what they're going to think about so when you present them with a game that requires uh, I guess a little bit of introspection to, to think if it's a good game or not a good game uh, it's easier, I think, to default into, eh, it, it's not fun, therefore... It's not immediately fun in the way that I define a fun mm-hmm. game, therefore it's bad. It's just different. And I think, to to be honest, seeing the review scores it got and and hearing how people are talking about it, about how different it is, I'm surprised that it got such decent averages at the end of the day.
0: I... It... For me, it all breaks down when when you start having to specify what fun actually is Mm. because in the very beginning Mm. of the game like i i it took me a while to understand that walking was supposed to be the challenge but i i it did not take me long to have fun like when i walked to the very first station and got the next order and i saw that line being drawn across the map and how they want you to customize your route along the way and then plan it out and then see how your whether or not your plan actually works like it it snapped with me. I was like, "Oh, this is like like in in the classic Rainbow Six games when you draw lines across a map to execute a plan and see whether or not it works and then you got to improvise in the actual gameplay and and correct your pathway." There's right. th- there were a lot of analogies I was making to other games that are a lot more violent and shooty that still made the uh the fun that there was to be had there come out in in a way that was not that difficult for me to wrestle with. Uh the longevity of it all is, is a little more difficult the, f- the fact that it keeps going forever and ever but i'm surprised at the l- new environments they're bringing up that are making that keep making new challenges out of it like you got a in the beginning of the game there's mountains and then in the next chunk of the game there's a big desert where you want to build the supplies to build roads over the desert then they throw you into the snowy mountains and and it seems like there's interesting ways to navigate all of those environments in a way that uh, it, I can't say it's gotten stale, but it sure is a lot slower paced than I would want it to be. I, I would have hoped the story would have wrapped up three days mm. ago. And it feels mm. like uh, climax is is lasting way too damn long. I uh, feel like everyone gave Kojima a shitload of praise for the ending of Metal Gear Solid 3, where the tension is is ramping up from a car chase that's like... From that it, the ending of Metal Gear Solid 3 is an extremely exciting three-hour long car chase, and I feel like like he took yeah. some some accolades from that way too seriously and decided to make a three-day-long climax scene for Death Stranding and, and it's not it's not as compelling over such such a big period of time. Stretching out your endings like this. Yeah. Anyways, I I, yeah. I I I do still get a sense of excitement over the fact that they just made a, a game out of hiking. Yeah, walking. Uh, we, we we are living in in a pretty pretty okay e- economy. There's a shitload of money that's able to support these kinds of projects like Death Training that has an exclusivity deal with. Um, with, with Sony to, to get a lot of money pumped into this risky game project to sell consoles rather than game copies, on the other side of the fence, we have a game like Outer Worlds, which has an exclusivity deal, well, some sort Oof. of, not exclusivity deal, but some sort of deal signed with the Microsoft Game Store, which allows them to make a risky, weird game that will still make money and get played by people buying the subscription service rather than copies of the game. Um, Alex, you actually wanted to talk about Outer Worlds. Yes.
1: I do. And it's interesting that you transition to that from that stranding because it's like the complete polar opposite. Like I I enjoy Outer Worlds, but I was surprised of how it doesn't do anything new ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's exactly what you expect of it. Nothing more.
0: I, I think they're both similar in that they're both weird niche games that would not have that, that aren't aren't making yeah. their money off of sales alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I well, I don't know, but uh, but for, for Outer Worlds, is every time people say, oh, I wish we could go back to the glorious good <laughs> days of this or that genre, it's interesting because you then have the Outer Worlds, which is like, let's grab classic, so fo- Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 3 era, match it with some elements from Mass Effect 2, and create a game that is like, it, it plays the beats of those inspirations so closely that it starts how you expect it to, it goes how you expect it to, and it ends and it plays the way you expect it to. And it never surprises you. So it's it's interesting to me because it's not a bad game. I actually enjoy it a lot. And when I end finished the game, I kind of wish it was mm-hmm. longer. I, I deeply enjoyed it. It's just that it was the equivalent of like having a long day and eating some, some, uh, some food that was made in your household or something, something that you're deeply familiar with. But it's not going to surprise you. It's Frozen just like pizza. I guess it—it it, it makes you feel. It exactly. It makes you feel good. good but it's not yeah. going yeah. to blow your mind. D- I don't
0: disagree. Yeah, I—I I, I really, really have been enjoying that game. But I feel like it's—it's it's missing a certain X factor that uh, probably would have been <laughs> yeah. surprises, innovations.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's it makes me realize how much. The, a lot of these genres have been moving since those classic days. Sometimes uh, they move in good ways. Sometimes they move in bad ways. But they move. Like, this is a game that doesn't, in that sense. And it's, it's good. <laughs> this game moves like you're jumping yeah, in this game. exactly. It's just, just a weird, janky hover above yeah. the ground. So, so it's, it's good. I would recommend it to people who, who like this sort of RPG. But if, if you're trying to sell it to someone who never fell in love with that generation of RPGs, it's like, eh, it's, it's not going to make anything for you. <laughs> if all Fallout games didn't convince you, this is not going to change your mind. Uh, how were how you playing the combat? Uh, by shooting at things. No, the combat was, was mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Once I, I understood more or less how the, the element type things work. The game's not very good at explaining its mechanics to you. I had exactly the same issue with Fallen New Vegas where you just get swamped with information and I don't understand <laughs> how these different systems interact. And it was only like 10 hours in when I was like, oh, this type of weapon helps with this type of enemy no longer. No, no, no wonder I keep dying. Um, but once you get it, it's like very simple and it becomes a little bit uh, uh, at least to me it became a little bit too easy like once you had one weapon that worked well with every type of enemy you could just like blast through any group of enemies pretty easily
0: see i i, I jumped straight into the hardest difficulty mode Oof. on on the supernova mode where where you have your your drink and sleep meters and the combat plays actually quite huh. different i think in this mode than the other ones Yeah, all the enemies are bullet sponges. You always have to be using your special abilities, your companion abilities, your slow-down timer to stagger enemies and keep them immobile while you and your friends just pummel them with hundreds of bullets. And it kind of feels like playing a single-player Borderlands, where you have squad commands for players who are supposed to keep enemies staggered and... um, like aggroed and staggered, like everyone has to keep a line of sight on on a big bullet spongy boss monster, and and make a triangle, keeping equal distance from them, and that's with like every fight in the game. So I I feel like I managed to save myself of of one aspect of it that would have made the game less interesting, and uh, the difficulty mode has has prodded that kind of play style and i'm what did you think of the writing i i, I recommend it fine <laughs> <laughs> like not necessarily i yeah like fine like a good fallout I, I guess i would have thought more if if it was a little more novel and and creative but um the humor i thought i thought was was on point the the Moonhead guy and groundbreaker who <laughs> You can keep asking him about his mask over and over again, and he'll just be like, if you knew what it was like inside of here, you'd never ask. And uh, there's there's some good quips about... About jobs and and rich people. Yeah, the
1: they, the good thing about uh, it I, <laughs> is that since it doesn't have sequel baggage from Fallout, they could they could sort of replace the the whole like nuclear war thing with Fallout with space capitalism, and that makes for yes. for a certain type of humor that I think is more relevant to people right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I appreciate them updating the shtick. I, I don't. There's some aspect to it though that feels a little aimless i it's it's hard to describe but it feels like fallout was maybe it's because of our age fallout to me feels like a, gr- a piece of 90s grunge right. like like i can i can imagine a filthy nirvana listening teenager wearing a, a messy smiley face shirt playing this sarcastic game about uh, cheery happy go lucky 1950s capitalism being easy to make fun of but the, the messages in the Outer Worlds don't seem as conclusive because, yeah, I, I don't want to say it doesn't pull punches. It just feels like it doesn't go to a... A, a decisive place, yes,
1: exactly. Like it tells you like it's it's trying to say something, but you never get to the place where it actually says something,
0: yeah. the the villains sure are villains, but they don't seem nasty and rude. and And maybe that's the point. I mean, Caesar's Legion was kind of like like an intelligent organization with 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 structure and bureaucracy to it. But they still made me mad when they would like victim blame prisoners and slaves. Mm-hmm the The organization here is is a pencil pushing space capitalist evil corporation, but they don't like do anything yeah, there's no chaotic evil right. to them, that's the problem, right. I think, yeah, yeah they're a law- lo- they're too lawful evil for me to really really hate them as much as i'd I'd probably want to to make the story more interesting. Give it that x factor
1: right, yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: It seems a little dull and and confused about where it wants to go, but it knows really
2: well how to
3: get
0: there.
2: Yeah, it, w- what changed, George? Because you you loved this game before, mm. and I was final act. I was saying that it was like it's meandering to this ending it ended
0: before it even started. Yep, that's that's the thing. It it took me a hell of a lot longer. I was playing on a hell of a lot of difficulty mode, but I see what you mean. I was about to get to the the final dungeon, the final mission. You could tell like they were making sure you're wrapping up everyone's companion quest. Oh, and the fire <laughs> alarm's going off in my house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: yeah, okay, I. You, I, I can tell the game's meandering and stumbling its way to the end. It's it's like, uh, like, like a lot of games. They don't actually expect you to get to the 30-40 hour mark, and statistically, you're not likely to. What should I do? I guess... Should, should we just cut to a bathroom break? Do you guys have any more topics before we do news? Is,
1: is there any way to kill that alarm? Uh,
2: ah.
0: Is there a fire? He, uh, I highly doubt there's an actual fire
2: for this fire alarm. <laughs> Start smelling a fire. <laughs> uh, before the break, go, go watch Watchmen <laughs> on HBO. It's good. Or steal it. Oh, rip, shit. Whatever you do.
0: God, I'm it's sad. It's
2: good, I, it's I, I have questions about that.
3: I like, I I know what Watchmen are. So you're still wearing that old backpack, huh? It's always been good enough, and good enough is good enough, right? wrong once again that's steve climber world-renowned naturalist and lecturer the outdoors ultimate enthusiast and once again he's wearing the archwood flex trek 37 trillion but this time he's rocking archwood's newest model the archwood 37 trillion Augmention. Welcome to Planet Girth. The FlexTrek 37 trillion expanded augmention unit combines capacity with flexibility and strength. This monumental FlexTrek model offers the ultimate in durability and control even when fully engorged. This is Steve Climber, and I've worn Archwood Flex Trek gear for years. But when the good people at FlexTrek asked me to endorse their newest pack, I agreed only after I put it to the test. The most hostile conditions and the most punishing terrain. Hey, if you're like Steve Climber, then you need to be able to count on your gear in extreme conditions. Like the desert, where a single rock can tower over you, and even a lowly cactus can soar to surprising height. Humiliate your surroundings with the Archwood Flex Trek 37 Trillion Augmention. But Mother Nature doesn't stand a chance. Consult your physician immediately if you experience an erection lasting more than 10 hours using Augmention. There have been isolated reports of severe back pain associated
1: with the use of Augmention. (laughs)
3: All
0: right. You're <laughs> on the Dad and Sons podcast.
2: We are saving lives. <laughs> saving lives. One dad at a time.
0: Anyways, yeah, before we were so rudely interrupted by fire safety, um, Matt, you were talking
2: about Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Um, I've been watching that. Uh, saw the trailer and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. Went a completely different direction. Did- <laughs> didn't know that it was uh, like a show show like they spent some time on this um it's not just some like i don't know you follow one character and you have like a villain of the week type of thing i mean i didn't oh, expect yeah it watchmen's it's not supposed HBO, to be weird but
0: huh what watchmen is supposed to be weird yeah
2: it's and it's weird it's it's supposed and to it's be it's weird and it's shot well it's postmodern and it's uh it's good it's good. It it does dive into racism, but it's not, like, about racism. Yeah, I remember that being the backdrop. I read the
0: graphic novel. I didn't see the movie. But I remember during... I remember the movie being received okay, but when it was coming out, there was a discourse similar to the show, actually, about whether or not it's okay to commercialize The Watchmen. Because <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. it's, like, <laughs> it's supposed to be about the the problematic notion of 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 using vigilante justice to sell toys toys to kids so i'm i'm wondering <laughs> if if this netflix show is like a little a, a, a little too it's unknown about it oh oh it's well
2: is it on netflix or no oh so you need hbo go Hobo go yes mm-hmm. yes it's uh have you watched it
1: alex no, uh, it sounds the the whole commercialization of superheroes sounds super interesting. This is the is this based on the same comic that they made the movie from? It should
0: be, yeah. W- which it's really funny it's how Alan Moore's story, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a sad story what happened to this franchise because it was invented to like not become all of this stuff it has become. Like if, if you read the original graphic novel, there is a parody of Watchmen action figures in the back sleeve of the book that um, was was really fun to read through as a 16 year old kid who did who basically only had experience with Metal Gear and David Lynch with that stuff before. Oh wow, that's a that's a weird mix. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Dude, I'm having the time uh, of my life seeing Death Stranding get as weird and, and deliberately self aware postmodern as it is. It's I, I like this stuff.
2: Yeah, I should beat it. I'll probably beat it before next week and you better beat it before next week. <laughs> God dang it. I'm not gonna be alone in this. I'm not. Um No, but uh yeah, Watchmen is good. Uh if man. I remember my friend telling me, um, Fred, fellow game dev, uh, he was like, oh, it, this looks like a, a gritty superhero move, uh, show, and I was just like, it's, no, don't, don't reduce it down to some, like, Batman clone. It's a gritty it's superhero that.
0: show about gritty superhero shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not that, I swear, I swear it's not some sort of Batman thing, it's, it's. It's Watchmen. What, what the the vibe you get from Watchmen? That's what it is. It, it's like gritty, a little goofy, a little weird sometimes, a little comic booky sometimes. It's it's unique. It's worth it's worth a watch. I would say, uh, I, that's definitely a recommendation. And I've only what four episodes in. I was I enjoyed those four episodes. Um, Pretty damn good. So yeah. so. You're
0: probably frustrated by how much more history documentaries I watch than
2: normal stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I, I actually got oh one. Right. I got a recommendation for one. Oh, a recommendation? You're going to recommend I am going to be history? recommending
0: a history documentary series, yes. Uh, the the as, Game Changers. As <laughs> As a piece of companion viewing to Death Stranding... I have found a curiosity no. stream series on Amazon no. <laughs> called the Silk Road <laughs> that follows this French war familiar. journalist who um goes across the historical route of the Silk Road, tracing the the economic history of the cities and the the towns going to the palace ruins and seeing just how far off the trail they are from the modern highways going through through almost the same route and how how. The, the traditional culture of these places is a mishmash between Eastern and Western and how the modern cultural attitude of a lot of towns on the Silk Road even nowadays are uh, still a cultural mishmash between American influences and the traditional ones from back in the day when it was also a mishmash. It's really interesting seeing a program trace the real-life butterfly effects of wandering traders going from town to town, connecting people, while playing this game about a wandering package delivery guy going from town to town, connecting people. Oh God, I can't believe I just Why did that. Bring it around. I know, I know, but that's that. I I have a platform and found something cool and. It makes it, it gives some kind of sense and context to a video game I'm playing right now, and uh, I I wanted to toss that out there. It sheds some light on how things like like language barriers or um, how things like language barriers change how religious text is interpreted across cultures, and how as uh-huh. as a weird butterfly effect byzantinian result of that you have statues of of buddha in india that look like greek statues of gods in in italy
1: what's the name of this documentary oh it's
0: it's simply called the silk road which makes it hard to google for because then you get a bunch of like dark web drugs instead yeah 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 the silk
2: road online looks pretty good man oh oh yeah Yeah, it's
0: (laughs) that's that's what i'm talking about anyways (laughs) So yeah, with with a couple non-video game media recommendations out of the way, let's uh, let's 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 get back to video games and talk about some news. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, okay, Matt. I know that you're always like really disinterested in the news, right? Um, no, no. I was just gonna get my pillow and go to sleep. I'm I'm trying I'm gonna tr- <laughs> I'm trying to make this more fun, right? Because we we got some weird things happening this week. And I feel like I oh, say God. that oh, a lot. That's right. But this week, yeah. No, this week was a big deal. <laughs> sorry,
2: I totally forgot. <laughs> Okay. Something interesting happened. How could you forget? Yeah, yeah. We, uh,
0: well, so it's bad news. It's not just half. Well, there's there's some quicker mentions. If if any of these catch our interest, uh, Google Stadia released. It right. has some some stability issues. Some yeah. Some some rocky launch uh, issues. Some negative reviews. Sadly. Uh, I, I have something you know. to say about this.
1: Okay. So during, uh, I, I did a couple of videos on, on Google Stadia where I my, my hypothesis based on the marketing and the timing of everything is that this launch was going to be a glorified, beta paid beta testing, and that the real money here is going to be the free theater that they're going to launch next year. And I was betting, and I will, I will bet money on this, that they're going to release this this free theater like to compete with the launch of the new console generations to try and like convince people by saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, we're giving you a free console; you have to just yeah. buy the games." Yeah, um, I, I so, re-
0: read a tweet by that. That that changes. That contextually changes the way I like think of Google Stadia. Like right now, Google Stadia is a non-issue. Next year, when the new consoles come out, Google Stadia is going to be an actual appealing choice for some yes. people.
1: Yes, yes, I do think so. So I'm not, I was not surprised to hear, like, even, honestly, the launch went even worse than I expected. <laughs> I got people in my Discord that bought the, 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 the Founders Package, whatever it's called, and they're getting, like, their codes today. Like, they didn't even do the basic thing of giving you, like, some people I know had the controller and had no way to play the game because they, they, the service, the user service, because they didn't get their access codes in time. So so it was even for the the low standards that I had, I'm I'm a little bit surprised of how catastrophic it went. However, I think it's interesting to note that I was I was scared that this was going to become another Google monopoly, but in the time like all these issues have been happening, some other companies with a stake in cloud gaming have been like sharpening their claws. And I think this th- there's an interesting result with it, like, uh, even though xCloud is still in beta testing, they, like, added a bunch of games just to say, like, ah, oh, Stadia has, I don't know, 10 games, we have 40, or, or to, to sort of make it into that sort of contest and i think GeForce Now which is the streaming service from Nvidia announced they're going to be like compatible with your Steam library so you will be able to play like any game that you own on Steam or something like that so what what i was scared of which is just Google using their Google resources to own this entire side of the industry uh, it seems that they actually scared the other bigger companies into like actually putting up a bit of a fight so I'm deeply deeply interested in seeing how things are going to go once they actually do their full launch with their like free Google Stadia tier. Yeah, a
0: free tier sounds more appropriate to me because I, I, I we've played streaming services, both you and I haven't we? like
1: yes, yeah,
0: and and they have a purpose, and I just feel like that purpose is for really uh, uh people without a lot of money to spend at all, like peanuts. Uh, yeah. the, the most fun I've ever had streaming a game was when OnLive was selling $1 codes for Saints yeah. Row 3. And at that price point, I was willing to put up with some bullshit. It sounds like with Google Stadia, though, you still got to put up with some bullshit. There's a lot of users reporting an overheating problem with uh, some of the, the, the Chromecasts that, that you may or may not, depending on your setup, Ultra. need to hook up to your TV. Yeah, the 4K streaming thing was also kind of uh, the hogwash uh yeah it turns yeah, out it's you need
2: like 30 35 megabits per second
0: you the, the game's not rendering at 4k it's just sending you a 4k upscaled video feed
2: oh yeah Ooh,
1: i didn't know that yeah that's bad
0: well when you think about it that sure does make a lot of their pre-release hype make more sense <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> remember this uh Oh God! I, I was there at the the convention center in San Francisco when they showed those slides. They're like streaming for 4K. It's 60 FPS over the internet. I, I I I was smirking internally that whole time. I was wondering how that was supposed to work. Now we know. Yeah. Now we
1: know. <sighs>
0: um. So yeah. Now that that's out of the way, we can go on to the real real fun news. And that is the Half-Life Alex announcement. This is the first time in a long, long while I've actually felt legit game hype. I I am thinking in the back of my head, like, okay, I got four months to save up for a big fancy headset. This game's gonna come out. Is my computer gonna be ready at the time? What sort of videos am I gonna be making at that point? Do I gotta go on any family vacations? Wait, it's March, right? <laughs> Matt, Nintendo Land might be open by then. Duh. Shit, <laughs> we might have scheduling conflicts with the with the Japan trip planned months in advance because of this thing. Half Life Alex oh, looks good.
2: That's right. Half Life Alex <laughs> looks really good. at Liam's house. I'm, I'm having a <laughs> blast. Not here to answer.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone just takes turns getting sweaty in his little apartment, mm-hmm. little Japan apartment,
0: <laughs> stewing,
2: <Just> sautéing.
0: <laughs> mm. yummy, um, yummy, yummy, yummy. Half Life <laughs> Alex. Just is is valve's flagship vr game uh last year they said they were working on three of these this is the first one to be revealed um there is i wonder when i should bring in the like negativity and the, the bad points uh okay well, let me let me let me know start with the positive um nah. one of three flagship vr games that they uh previously hinted at this is the first one that's been revealed this is going to have exclusive uh controls for the Valve Index, but it will be available for users of other platforms with uh, WMR and Oculus headsets as well. Uh, I am not hedging my bet that my PSVR uh, janky compatibility thing is going to get set up for this, because this is a game where you want wand controllers, and that is hard to set up with the PSVR on PC. controllers, you mean. So I might actually be buying up for uh, the... It is currently one thousand dollars, but over the next four <laughs> months I am expecting there to be sales. Maybe I'll get one pre owned.
2: Don't
0: do that. Dude, I No. Back when ba- back before I had money, I always bought
2: pre owned. Get, get get a rift S if you're gonna get a pre owned Yes. Yeah, don't don't do that. I'm I'm gonna be looking at my it's options a, and spending a, a lot headset. of money. If, it's yeah. been used. <laughs> just wipe it off
0: with some antibacterial d- 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 cloths, it'll be fine. No, you
2: don't know what they, if they dropped it or not. There's a lot of internal components there that could go wrong. Like just <sighs> you don't you don't want to be like, oh, it doesn't work, what's going on? And I could hear your internal like George
1: scream happen. <laughs> the mouse no, clicking feverishly you, in the background. <laughs> It's a pretty sophisticated piece of equipment. Yes. You know, it. Yeah. So,
0: in any case, I will be buying a, a new sophisticated <laughs> piece of equipment for the PC next year. That's if there's any <laughs> reason to upgrade or switch off from the PSVR, I feel like this might be it. Because based on what we've been seeing in the videos, they're they're very deliberately building a game for VR where you have to use your hands to shuffle around things in tight crowded rooms And the trailer. Like, you see the character rifle through items on a desk to get ammo. With, with a little healing syringe off to the side. They don't grab for some reason, but that's like the trailer shows off what is cool about VR games. And that is the stuff you can't do with normal games. It's it's the, yes. the hyper cool John wick slow motion contortions you do in super hot. It's, it's using your hands to uh, get a tactile feel like raising your a gun to your face and aiming down the sights. Um, they they have scenes in this trailer where the character is like wrestling a head gra- a head crab off of their face or, or moving a bucket very slowly out of the way so as not to alert monsters there's fancy reloading animations it looks like it wants you to man i love vr reloading procedures
1: yeah it seems like have we gotten any like original for uh, a triple a type games on on VR before because there's all I can think of is like Doom, because Skyrim and Fallout were re-releases of older games, but there hasn't been a ton of like big AAA high production value sort of thingies. There's
0: there's a few, yeah, uh, like a handful of lists list I can I can go down and and most of them I feel are on the PSVR side. I. I mean, right. my my that preconception, I feel, kind of died for me when I played through RE7 entirely in VR. Like a ah, big 20-hour-long right, AAA campaign with fancy graphics in VR, that really I knew ended the stereotype story. for me in 2017. I That's the thing. Like, when other people think about VR, they think of these little tech demo games. And when I close my eyes and think of VR, I think of spending hours in RE7 and uh, the multiplayer. Like, the thing that filled the hole for the need for a counter-strike in VR on PSVR is... Um, firewall
1: yeah but that that sort of hints at a larger problem being there and something that Half-Life can solve, which is public perception of of where VR is now. Mm -hmm. Every time I have a conversation with someone regarding VR, and they're like, I don't want to invest on it because it requires a monster PC, the headsets are really expensive, and there's not really that many interesting games. Each one of those three points actually has like a counterpoint to it. It's just that the public perception out there of how Mm -hmm. VR has evolved in the last, I don't know, Three, four years, it's it's not quite it's it's not quite fully understood, and this might be the game that helps do that.
2: Yeah, because it's the most popular one that's doing good stuff. Like there are other games that have done stuff. It's just no one knows about them.
0: And they're out yes. there. Like like there's on the PSVR side there's also Blood and Truth on on the PC VR side there's something called Asgard's Wrath. Have either of you guys heard of Asgard's Wrath?
2: Yeah. I'm afraid
0: not. Matt knows. I, it's something normal people don't know about, but for what whatever this game is, it's gotten highly it's gotten good reviews. It is campaign length. It's a VR sword fighting game where you got to use your hands and it's out there. It exists. 9.4 on IGN, 88 on Metacritic. Uh really? So, yeah, like there are examples out there, but they don't have the publicity that they need. And the public reaction yeah. to this game itself is proof
2: Yeah, <laughs> that VR does not have the install base that it needs. Oh. Uh, a, uh, another game that's coming out, uh, I mentioned this on the, when we were chatting earlier, Boneworks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. By Stress Level Zero. That game, you can use your fingers, you can move objects it's a physics uh vr game adventure whatever but like you, you the things that you could do in half-life you can do in this game you know move things to the side it obviously it's not as like you know triple a you know the color palette and, and the scenes are not as like beautiful but i mean it's still pretty good it's still pretty good. Boneworks. Works. Uh, it's made by uh, Brandon, the guy who used to work with uh, Freddie W, uh, the phys- uh, VFX guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been making like VR good VR games. Oh, Freddie Wong. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that that's another game that's coming out like in December. That if people wanted to get into some like heavy physics game where you can. I mean, you can use a crowbar to hold yourself up. Like, it's. You you can just look on a Steam page and you could just do all sorts of stuff. You can grab someone's head and slam it into the wall, and that would count as, like, a hit. Everything is physics. You know? So, you can, like, there's, like, a balloon gun that you shoot yourself. And if you jump, um, you can actually float a little bit more now because you have a bunch of balloons attached to you. There's, like, a lot of different. Crazy oh, but stuff that they tested.
1: This hasn't released yet. No, it's right? it's okay. going to be and in December.
0: There's yeah. there's also oh, speculation nice. that Valve is working closely with this team. I don't think there's like it's just rumor more or less. We'll find out when we see the credits at the end of Half Life.
2: Val- Alex. I mean, I, it would make sense because mm-hmm. it it's exactly like Half Life. When that, I saw this, that I was like, their... this looks like Bone Works. Yeah.
0: Okay. So negatives are um, that Valve is has for the past two years not been in a great place. I, I think we have complained on this podcast about that before, the direction that Steam has gone. Um, it, when we were beginning the podcast, it was real bloating and slow, and now there's been competition, and they're revamping everything and putting out a UI. Uh, yeah, they have not made like a good single-player game in, in 11, 12 years. They, they've been focusing their talent and efforts towards hardware and this online store rather than software for the longest damn time. Artifact came and piddled out and everyone already forgot. A lot of the original Half-Life team is not there. One of them just straight up published (laughs) what is supposed to happen in episode three with, with the names and the titles slightly changed for copyright. But if they did pick up this team that makes a solid first person VR puzzle adventure, and then they also brought on Mark Lidlow I think it was Mark Lad- Ladlow, Um last year, not not last year. But it was the beginning of this year in January. They brought on one of the original big Half-Life writers, and if they're making that with this team that's behind BoneWorks, that does fit the classical historical Valve strategy of acquiring a team to make a new sequel game. Like remember that Portal is the product of of Kim Swift's um, Narbacular Drop more so than it is of of Half-Life itself. Like Half-Life is very much a tech demo franchise. Like I don't. Yeah, I, I know
1: there's worries. They're also that, bringing in the the Camposanto guys. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. They they canceled.
3: Oh. I think a
0: project while they were working on on Valve, and they might be involved with this too. Like, uh, yeah. Um, remember that, that Counter Strike was actually not an in house team at Valve originally. Portal was half originally not an in house team at Valve, and then for Portal two. They um, brought in another indie game team from outside in the world to to work on that project. They're working on a the, the game with the liquid physics coloring um, dynamic splash tag for what they use for the 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 fluids in Portal Two um, splash tag color tag it's aperture tag some yeah there was some indie game about tagging things with colors. They brought the team on helped make Portal Two. If they're bringing on an indie team that's making VR games like. Stress level zero. They did hover junkies,
2: right? They're a damn good team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're really good. They they do like um, I guess you could call them like dev stories on Node a lot. So you can see how they built it and every tech demo gets better and better and better.
0: My my fears for Valve not having a good FPS team right now are assuaged by by speculating on on that of them working <laughs> with with stress level zero and Campo Santo and giving the old half writer, half life writer back on the job. I'm actually just gonna straight Google this. I'm ex- can you hear me trembling in my voice? Like I'm I'm thinking really fast. I'm
2: I'm stammering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. I I don't Eric Walpole, I, not I Mark don't Ladlow, know if Sorry, it, they would be the only ones that work. Sorry, go ahead. It's it's Eric Walpole, not Mark Ladlow, the Half Life Portal writer
0: who who's working on this one.
2: Yeah, it, they they might have like got their tech, but I don't know if they worked on it by themselves. Yeah, when I when I
0: think of them making a Half Life two length VR campaign, I think of all the other full length campaigns I've played in VR and I've done fine in, starting with RE seven. Uh, I I. I, I do want to say, though, like, if, if you have motion sickness or or accessibility issues, that is totally a valid concern. But all I'm of sorry. the naysay... Yeah, yeah, I, that is <laughs> that is completely valid. They should, in a perfect world, make a, a mouse and, and keyboard or, or ex- some other more accessible version of this game for people who are physically unable to play it. But a lot of the other naysaying I'm seeing from people who just, like don't want half-life as a vr game i don't know if i fully understand it because half-life like, like i i think i said earlier it's more of a tech demo franchise like i don't know how much of a of a real artistically important heart and soul there is to half-life so much as it's a uh applying some heart and soul to cutting edge whatever cutting edge technology is available that half decade cycle yeah mm. i
1: I think people just are worried that they're not going to be able to play it, once again, because there's this uh, perception of how capable your PC needs to be to do VR, and the fact that most VR headsets, even though they have been dropping in price substantially in the last few years, uh, we can get into that later, it's... It's still like a, an upfront investment, a and very long upfront investment that you have to do.
0: My fear for that is assuaged by them supporting WMR VR sets, which are dirt cheap in comparison. I might buy up for yeah. one of the big ones, but I don't know. I might actually just buy up for one of the small ones, depending on on how I how I. Don't you dare tackle the the cost benefit analysis. Well, it'll be good to have one for the PC, so I can play the PC VR stuff I've been missing out on PSVR. Well, half of the PC VR stuff, the stuff that requires a good controller. A better I mean, controller than the
2: PSVR. Rift S, just get a Rift
0: S. I might get a Rift S. I might get a, a Samsung Odyssey, and I might. Samsung Odyssey
1: no. is a Windows Mixed Reality headset.
2: Yeah. Yes, get a Rift S. Do not get a Samsung Odyssey.
1: They're good. They're good headsets. Just <laughs> you can put in the
2: extra two hundred dollars. <laughs> Goddamn it. It's literally yeah. two hundred dollars. Not now. The difference between a uh, Index and the Rift S is pretty ridiculous.
0: The Samsung like Odyssey though I think is around $200. Yeah, 230, 230. Yep. So, yeah, so when when I think of people who are worried that they're not going to be able to play this game, I think back on how back in 2004 I sure as hell bought a $180 graphics card and I feel like you get more with a $200 VR headset. Like it unlocks new mediums of entertainment. It's it's more than a graphics upgrade. You can genuinely do different and more things with a VR set than you can Compared with a graphics to a, card. To no, no yet. Yeah. <sighs> No I mean compared what you, to a graphics card I'm trying to explain that the $200 upgrades to be able to play this game is not historically oh, unprecedented okay. it's something I'm quite uh, used to okay. and ready to do as opposed to not yes. having it at all right okay, gotcha. like I have spent yeah. hundreds of dollars to play high-end PC games in the past and this mm. feels like coming home yeah, yeah. it's
1: just that I, I think it's not as clear once when the investment is only on a graphics card or not a PC upgrade it's very obvious what you're going to get with that and what you're going to use that for. With VR, I think for a lot of people it's still not clear what they're getting into and what the investment works for. Usually when I bring up the point of how expensive still VR headsets are, um, a lot of the people, uh, when I'm doing this on Twitter or on a video or whatever, I usually get hit back with comments or tweets of people saying, hey, you know, $400 is not much. Like, that's what you, a lot of people, Pay every year for a smartphone, and yes, but like you know what you're getting. Like when you're buying a new phone, you already have a very clear understanding of what that entails and that what and brings. And use it all the time. Exactly. While in VR, you don't know if this is something that is really going to change your experience or something that you're going to use once and not really get into. And and I think that the the biggest problem with VR adoption right now is getting over that barrier, which is why I am both excited and hopeful that that this Half-Life game is at least good enough to break that barrier, to be the, the thing that people get convinced to get into VR and then realize, as, as George pointed out, that there's a lot of other really interesting stuff out there to play.
2: Yeah. Um, t- g- be smart, go to a store... Or go to your friend's house and try it out. Um, there's a certain percentage of people, low percentage, that just get sick all the time. And then the rest of the people don't get sick or they can get used to it. I'm one of those yeah. people who got used to it. I used to get really, really sick when I put on the uh, the Oculus for the first time. I was like an early adopter. But eventually, like, what, a month or two? Nothing. I feel nothing. Yeah. I could spin around. It doesn't even matter
0: yeah. anymore. Do the whole Resident Evil game in VR. I played all of Subnautica almost. There were a couple days where I didn't. I played all but two days of Subnautica in VR. God, that was a good time. That was such a good time. I'm also coming to this from the perspective of someone who spent $400 on a PSVR headset and absolutely, positively passed the point of that thing getting its value. Like, being able to hook it up to a PC... And, and play, like, old classic Nintendo games from my childhood in VR. Like, being able to walk around... Bleh, being able to turn my head and look around inside the Deku tree in Ocarina was just... Like, it, it was... It was an extremely powerful, moving experience. And, and it's not... Like, that wasn't the only thing worth $400. But the multitude of experiences from Mirror's Edge to Weird and 64 stuff to Subnautica to RE7 to Firewall. It's totally worth the, the cost, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and well, I'm coming from the perspective of someone who spent $150 on a Windows Mix Reality, and, and yeah, like, I have put so many hours and stuff like Beat Saber that I'm, that I'm already sold on the platform. But it's interesting um, that the, the the timing of them doing this is actually very, very clever and very useful for them the reason why the oculus headsets so okay the the oculus headsets both the rift and the oculus quest are too the, the quality of what you get is much higher than what you pay like there's very there's no way they're making money on those and probably facebook is subsidizing that platform heavily <laughs> in hopes that 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 people actually get into vr and they can actually profit from it So that that is a timing that is very fortunate, because we are now in a point where you can get a very high-end, technologically, surprisingly headset on a price that is subsidized by Facebook money, and go use that to play a Valve game. Even even the Oculus Quest, which is a standalone headset, barely months ago, uh, they announced, and they... I think they just released it on beta. This functionality, when you can connect a USB cable to it and play it as a PC headset, so the the it seems, or, or at least I'm hoping that the stars truly are aligning for 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 VR to finally happen.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, one That's thing time. that that I I really don't understand is people who are both disappointed and surprised.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like th- this th- was
0: obvious. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this, this was speculated, rumored. Gabe has given so many winks and nudges. Their interviews talking about how jealous he is of Nintendo being able to make games for their own hardware. And if Valve's own hardware were these really high-end, expensive VR sets, then it would make sense to think that Valve's been working on a high-end, expensive PC game for their their high-end, expensive PC hardware. And it looks good. <laughs> The, the Half-Life series is historically a fulcrum point for, for elevating first-person storytelling. Like A lot of um, ch- tropes and, and archetypes and stereotypes that are derisive and silly nowadays are, are fucking revolutionary back when the Half-Life games were coming out. Like environmental storytelling. Um, like having a bunch of doors in a room, but shining a light on the one of them that you want the player to run through. <laughs> It seems so obvious now, but back in 2007, it was like, wow, they really play tested the hell out of this level design. And seeing um, Half Life gradually evolve into both modern Call of Duty campaigns that are just the most uh, kitschy, commercializable, best selling, lowest market denominator corporate product of all time half-life has turned into that as well as artsy fartsy walking simulators like gone home and the radiator yang series i'm really really excited to see where this one goes as a platform for other campaigns which will be a possibility because they are releasing a map editor that
1: this this in particular makes me so excited yeah like it I feel like proper <laughs> modding tool for games have been a dying breed. And to when you think about all the games that uh, started as original Half-Life mods, the idea that not only they're going to release the map editing tools, but they're going to be like right there already for VR, makes me hopeful that this is no not just the game that convinces people to get into VR for the first time, but also a framework Mm -hmm. for a lot of developers and mothers and indies to start experimenting with making their own VR projects based based on on this code base and these assets and this engine.
0: That's what what I think is assuaging a lot of my fears for paying hundreds of dollars for an expensive VR headset, is that I am hoping that I'll be that we'll be buying into what will feel like an engine for VR first person adventures of all sorts of different styles and genres.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, that, that's one of the most important part of, of, of this particular news. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like for, for everything valve has done wrong over the past 10 years, it feels like this is an announcement from not that time.
1: Like, and the fact that it's coming out in four months, it's, it's like, it, it dropped out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> oh, I have yeah. one more weird point, and that is the haters that say, well, it's not Half-Life 3. We wanted Half-Life 3.
3: <laughs> what do you
0: mean? Did you it see? It's basically Half-Life 3, yeah. It is Half-Life It 3, might as yeah. well be Half-Life 3. I'm so sorry right, that yeah. the number at the end of the name is not a 3, but... It's it's the third yeah. iteration of the Source Engine. It's been twelve years since the previous one. It looks different. Like it looks cartoony and and fong shaded. Everyone's slick and plasticky looking. Like it's it's gonna have a completely different controller interface too. This is this is the new Half Life. This is yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's not actually Half Life three, but in my head it might as well be Fallout New Vegas is not Fallout four. And look how well Fallout 4 <laughs> turned out compared to Fallout New Vegas.
1: Oof. Yeah. Did you see the the interview they did with Geoff? Kick? How do you pronounce it? Joff. The the game award guy.
0: Geoff <laughs> Stranding? Geoff no.
1: Stranding. Oh. <laughs> now,
2: now that you said it now now I can't remember the name. Geoff Geoff Keely. Geoff. Jeff
0: Keighley. Jeff Keely. Yeah, Jeff, Keely. not Geoff, yeah. sorry. Sorry, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you see that interview he did with them? Yeah. Because he, that, it was actually really good. Like, he had a lot of questions that I didn't expect him to be able to, to sneak in there, including why isn't this Half-Life 3? And even though the developers went a little bit around the, 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 they didn't quite answer it directly, I think their answer was very telling and like every everyone involved is terrified of the idea of touching the expectation with the Half-Life would know, be unreal. Tag attached to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. and also um, like some some spoiler ending for uh, Epistle Three, which which was the Mark Ladlow um, blog that he put up with the names and, and mm-hmm. properties changed for copyright purposes. Apparently, if they ever did make. Episode 3. I'm going to assume right now that, that, that that's not going to happen at this point. They just released a, a prequel that's taking place early in the storyline. So can I can I give a, a detail from the ending of, of a game that did, never even existed and probably never will?
1: Yeah, of course. They have been online for, for like a year. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, they were planning on switching the character over to Alex after Episode 3. Right. So this does seem to make a lot of sense to me. I
3: I, I have... <laughs>
0: I, I have been so unoffended by this announcement that, that for the first time in forever, I feel an actual hype for a video game, but also for the first time since like half a week ago, I feel great anger for the reception it has on, on Twitter. Mm. It's, it's night and day almost like on, on Twitter. I think I got a lot of uh, reluctant replies and then I hopped on Reddit a few miles later and it was like on the front page with all of these, these overhyped comments and upvotes.
2: Wait, wait, uh, Alex, it's a it's a prequel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yes. be taking place before Half Life Two and after Half Life One.
2: Oh, oh no! Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, okay, okay.
0: Explain. Why is that bad? Why?
2: <laughs> Why? But because you have like, she has like powers now. Not powers, but she has like the thing, the gravity gun on her hands that. She, s- she has a
0: gravity glove.
2: Yes. Like, all that doesn't make sense with, I guess he doesn't care about canon. That's right, I forgot. He doesn't care about canon. No, I don't don't care about
0: that cliffhanger ending. I really don't.
2: No, no, he doesn't care about canon. He doesn't care that it doesn't work with uh, the the writer. He doesn't care that it doesn't work with what happens in Half-Life 2. Because if she had the freaking glove, a lot of things would have been different. The Gravity
0: Glove I don't think has as high powered a machine as a gravity gun, because in trailers you can just see they use their fingertips to like pick up small things like guns and magazines. A gravity gun is like heavy lifting equipment. i d I'm sure there's an ex I'm sure there's an explanation they came up with because it's all fake and not real anyway. Yeah,
2: that that's that, I think that's exactly the way they think, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: in my Whatever. mind, I, I i have a <laughs> I have a very hard time caring about canon and stories.
2: Yeah, it's all uh, good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. We're we're just never. <laughs> we're just never gonna get get past that
0: point. Um. So it's 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 funny that you mentioned um job stranding. the joff keely 20 minute interview because he is in the news this week too we have a game awards coming up in a few days uh nominees for the subway fresh indie game presented by subway have been announced Uh, and uh yeah it's
2: (laughs) subway (laughs) is that a thing sorry i haven't watched in so long is that yeah it's the fresh indie
0: game award presented by subway Subway. (laughs) oh i thought you were making a joke are you kidding no no that's the real that's actually what it's called on on the website
1: it is on the website. You, you, what? No. Mm-hmm. Is this a parody? Subway? Their sandwiches are garbage. Fresh by Subway category is for new indie studios that released their first game in 2019. That's that's fresh. How
2: much do you, how much do you think they Subway get paid bad. for that? Millions.
0: Really? It would have to be like this is this is a, a popular question mark award show. Okay, when I said millions, I guess like maybe one million might also be a qualifier. But it takes a lot of money to put on a show like this in a big uh they always have it in some real big expensive venue in in Southern California. There's there's big reveals that and, and trailers that the, the, the award show is more about than the awards themselves. The advertising companies and the game companies pay for those 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 slots and the awards themselves are a kind of mainstream popularity contest. So the game of the Year contenders don't have DMC5 on the list. Uh, there's re2, which is good. Super Smash Ultimate, which is interesting because that came out last December. Um, Whoa, but which the show was in November.
2: That. Game of the year. Game of the Year. It's not in the link you sent I guess.
0: Um, okay, yeah, let me, let me jot go to that the down the
2: website here. The I thing?
0: will post it in Discord and Skype. Mm. <clears throat>
2: Nominees. Okay, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so Death Control uh, for some reasons on there. Okay, what what you, you liked Control? Yeah, C- Control yeah. is not game of the year though. Like where where's Outer Outer Wilds?
0: Outer Wilds? What? Maybe it's under indie game what under under Outer the fresh Worlds Subway games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a bad game. It's just not necessarily game, game of, the of the
0: year.
1: year. Yeah,
2: I, I, have a th- I feel like I've noticed over the past
0: few years that if a game comes out during one of the border months, like from December to February, it tends to not do well at the award shows at the end of the year because by then it's kind of forgotten about. And Outer w- Wilds was February, or was it March?
2: Right.
0: The, the, this is a trash
2: list. This Is a trash list?
0: I, I, I mean, I, I haven't don't... gotten to the esports stuff yet. This is a <laughs> trash list. And that's where it like starts getting offensive for me. I I don't know if I am that angry about their game of the year nominees? I I wish there was more DMC five. I don't think I I don't get angry about any of this stuff, but it's still trash. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you you want you want more outer worlds towards the outer, outer, outer wilds towards, towards the top. No, out, outer
3: things. Outer
2: wi- wilds. There it
3: is. Outer <laughs>
2: wilds. That's that's a good game. That game made me uncomfortable at some times.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Why is Final Fantasy XIV nominated for Best Community? Oh, I know why. I was thinking of the wrong Final Fantasy, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I see a lot of eSports stuff here and content creators of the year that I don't know about. Apologies to the five... Yeah, these people listen to the podcast, I can tell you right now. Okay, look at. These I've heard ones. of Dr. Lupo. I've heard that name.
2: These are like, probably eSports guys. They look like eSports guys. Look at those, look at those yeah. pictures, man. eSports. Who's, who's
0: Grefg? Grefg? Uh,
1: I always have issues with the whole idea of a content creator of the year sort of thing on the Game yeah. of what, what
0: content did Grefg create?
1: Partially because of that, of how you, do, you define who enters into the content creation category. And partially because I think it's, it's too, like, centric to a particular type of genre or a particular type of audience. Like, there's mm-hmm. content creation. There's so, so, so many people doing this thing professionally oh. in, like, a million areas. Yeah. That it's, He's a
0: Spanish YouTuber.
1: Who? Grefk. Ah, huh, Interesting not heard of him before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for a
0: completely different language <laughs> demographic than the award
1: show! <laughs> wow.
0: How did that happen? Yeah, his YouTube channel, it's, it's all in Spanish.
1: Wait, Gref? What's what's the name of this guy again?
0: His tweet is all in Spanish, too. G-R-E-F-G and, huh, I, I, okay. Oh, man. Look
3: at all That's, these white that, it's just,
0: I'm not, like, offended, right? It's just weird that the the the, the 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 Jeff Keighley Game Awards are breaking down language barriers. Um, Alright, we got an Esports Coach Award, an Esports Event Award, an Esports Game of the Year Award, which I guess is different from the regular old Game of the Year Award, an Esports Host Award, an Esports Player Award, an Esports Team Award! And then we're back to regular games with the family game category.
1: I, I think you're underestimated just how big esports are in I really am. I th- is, is this a generation gap thing? Are, yes. the, bo-
0: are the Zoomers all into esports and yes. we're just
2: crusty and old yes. with our single player games? Mostly. Oh my god, why isn't Liam here? Okay, George, I, I want you to look at the fighting game section. What do you see?
0: Um, I, hang on, I gotta scroll for a while. Narrative, performance, role it's playing, after Family. Ooh, score and music. Oh, oh, I got I gotta go up then other other direction.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Liam, I hope you're listening um, right now.
0: <laughs> fighting game, all right, all right. DOA six, okay, jump force, that's probably a controversial choice. MK11, okay, Samurai Showdown. Wait, did that actually come out? And Super Smash Ultimate. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Liam yeah, said it is not mm-hmm. a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like we're going to have the last laugh in that situation. Super Smash Brothers is officially a fighting game, as you can see here on the official Jeff Keeley Awards list. Um, oh, I,
2: Wilds I... is in, in, the, in the subway section.
0: <laughs> the subway station.
2: <laughs> it's in, subway, in the subway section. It's, it's a fresh indie game. It's presented by Subway. Uh... Oh, my God. Why isn't it...
0: Okay. Fresh indie game dependent on corporate band.
2: It deserves a spot if if like Outer Worlds and I don't know Death Stranding Control. I don't know. Yeah. Not for Game of the Year. Yeah. Everyone Death really seems to like of Control Year, and I
0: mean Death Stranding sold game, a but... lot of copies. Huh? Also the the Jeff Keeley associations are yep. going to be uncomfortable yep that's that's very unfortunate i'm wondering if there was really any way out of that problem uh, like is it worse to just not give death stranding any awards or is it worth to, worse to give death stranding awards on the award show that promoted death stranding two years ago yeah
1: it's unfortunate he has been fighting this particular topic on twitter for a couple of days because a lot of people have been saying oh you know death stranding is gonna win game of the year because this is a, a show stranding. made by a kojima fanboy and he, ha- he has act- actively been on Twitter telling people like, I- that he doesn't vote. Like, there's a completely different set of people, journalists mainly, who vote for Game of the Year, and he has Journalist. no it. But it's still journalists more
0: complicated than that. Words. Like, the influence goes beyond the vote. It's also the commercial platform that the yep. show gives these games, so... Yep. <gasps> uh, I do not envy him in, uh, mm-hmm.
2: in that position. Uh, oof, man... These journalists, man, they're they're a hot garbage. <laughs> Sorry, I can say that because I'm not. Yeah, George my face and has like a big flattened ball. out. I can talk so much shit. Oh my god! And and uh, Alex, you can't talk shit either. You, you nope. too many subscribers on the line.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like hot it
2: or garbage. not, we are games media. <laughs> yeah. I could be, be that guy. I could be that guy. Outer wild should be on that list uh, G- Greece was Freshest game Greece was good Greece has gotten
0: some the thing is though there's not much here that I don't think is non-representative like they there's um some cadence of Hyrule represented that was like one of my favorites this year I'm happy to yeah. see RE2 is not forgotten about which that came out in February so I was a little worried about it oh, man game direction
2: why is control on Tetris here again?
0: Tetris Ninety Nine is nominated for best multiplayer game, and I, I am okay with that as well. Like I, I, I'm not. It's not just that I'm okay with that. It's that I like the the recognition of a kind of temporary event game, still. <clears throat> Showing up on the list. They, they didn't forget about Disco Elysium. I'm also happy to see great many Outer Worlds. I don't know. You were saying this was like a garbage list earlier. And until I'm scrolling through the eSports stuff, I I think. Well, I also do wish there was more DMC5. But other than that, I think it's at least okay.
2: No, the game of the year is what I'm saying is complete garbage. Like oh, okay. It's complete garbage. Uh, outer Worlds is on Game Direction. They need, they need to win a, at least one award. At least one, the ga- I mean the game is the game is
1: good. It's fresh. Man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, it's fresh. Like a
2: delicious subway s- sub
0: definitely sandwich. Like des- yep. There you <laughs> go.
1: You're ready to work on the game awards. <laughs> uh,
2: it's, uh, it's interesting that Sea of Solitude with all the battery fuses is on here too, which is interesting. Which is Kingdom good. I guess. Parts three for for music. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like everything's at least there, which is what you want, right?
1: Right.
2: Uh is everything there? I don't think so.
0: That they even have War Groove on there. Like what's what's War Groove under? Best It's
2: only in, in in narrative section. And control again is here. And Death Stranding <laughs> is in narrative. Why? Why is? Oh. Why, and why is Outer Worlds here? It is a garbage <laughs> list. It is. Ooh. Ooh, though. No, okay. I want you to give me an example. Matthew's being too mean, right? How Mm -hmm. am I being too mean saying that Death Stranding and Outer Worlds should be on a narrative list? Uh, Uh,
0: Because I agree with you. I just like when I think of garbage, the word garbage, I close my eyes and imagine a summer job where I had to clean the dumpsters out at the movie theater. (laughs) And I don't know if this deserves that kind of treatment is the thing. It's a garbage list. Fair enough. Like, you know the smell of garbage, right? Of, like, lemony citrus garbage that's been in the sun all day?
2: Yeah. Would you really do it's that a, to it's this? It's, like, almost, like, washed up people who, you know, forget it. No, 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 let me not. <laughs> let me not. All right. So, I can think of a couple other ones already to replace this. And so, I don't. I, I can't. Don't, like, I just don't. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's I don't fine. know, Alex. You got any?
0: Like yeah. everything I've played this year that I've been interested in is on the list somewhere. And like, the, granted, they're in weird places, but they're on the list, so I'm I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Same. I just I, I feel uh, I always feel conflicted about the the whole idea of this sort of awards because a lot of these games are for very different audiences and types of people so trying to to rank them together and say hey this is objectively uh, as you say it's a it's a glorified popularity contest but even with that uh, it invites this discussion of trying to compare uh, compare apples to oranges in a way that i am not sure i feel comfortable about i do i do see things that i feel are interesting like again as i said before i i always I have problems with the whole idea of content creator of the year, but I am at least happy that there's someone doing Spanish uh, content in there because that's a huge world that, that consistently gets ignored in this sort of things. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, but even even with that, uh, I, I don't know. I I I'm not. It's interesting to watch and to see the people's reactions. But I honestly, on the on the opinion that people take this way too seriously.
0: Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, they don't really make or break the success of a product. Like, it's about having industry recognition, and that's an abstract, changeable thing that is what you make of it.
1: Yes, okay. On one side, I'm like, eh, maybe. The, I, I don't like the idea of this event representing sort of what we think of excellence in games. And on the other side, I'm looking at the at the fresh by Subway in the game category, <laughs> <laughs> and I see that for for example Gris uh, Gris is there, and that makes me happy because that's a local studio from here to Barcelona. I have met the guys who work in Gris. Oh, nice! And and it's like to to see them there, it makes me feel happy. But I I have these two conflicting views <laughs> clashing. One that doesn't want to give more. Too 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 much seriousness and influence to something like this, and the other that is happy to see games that I have a, a, emotional attachments to here. So, so I I, I don't know where to go.
0: <laughs> you know what's not here is Indivisible. Have you uh, to the game? No, it, it didn't not, turn out well. It's not great. Um, I I don't see the the KFC dating simulator. Oh, yeah, stuff that. W- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 this was a, oh. god damn it matt i'm so sorry but if this was a list of or related to the qualities of garbage mm-hmm. you'd start seeing some weird inexplicable stuff like that i'm sure
2: like star wars is not on here and they have other stuff on here right
0: oh like they wouldn't know star wars just came out exactly. and they had to vote on this stuff weeks ago yeah
2: yeah
1: okay, I, I, well, actually ago. when do they okay, vote? Well, there
0: so Star
2: Wars might be a next year's show. Yep. It, you Probably. know, Shinmu 3 should have won like 20 awards. <laughs> I don't oh, know why shit, Kingdom Hearts out, is not right? all over the place on here.
0: <laughs> we we skipped Shinmu 3 came out Google Stadia. Came. How the hell did a new Shinmu game come out the same day a new Half-Life game was announced? This, this yeah. year's wild. When- <laughs> What kind of astrological phenomenon are we dealing with?
2: Well, <laughs> I know, right? I never pay attention to this stuff, and I never watch it. Like, so, <laughs> so I don't care. So listener question. <laughs> 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 Cause, and this is exactly why, because when I look at the list, I'm like, these, what? <laughs> no, because I've played all these games. It's like, no, a Plague Tale deserves more recognition. That's a good game. Outer Wilds, good game Fresh Okay, But, Chris, f- but from Fresh. this
1: Object, at this arguably not Fantastic list, which one would you pick As game of the year?
2: You know, I'm not Good at that, I'll tell you that <laughs> I'm not good at that I, I I would have A different collection I would say, uh, like the stuff I've mentioned uh, uh, I want to say RE2
0: for me Okay. With Outer Worlds being a close second. Yeah, I, okay, so that's the thing. I feel like like a lot of great games this year are games that are objectively, if you're going to use that word, not for everyone. Both yeah. the Outer Worlds and the Death Stranding were built from the ground up to cater to specific tastes.
3: I think that's kind of cool.
0: I will, Instead I'll- of chasing after the lowest common denominator that's turned every fucking game into a third-person sandbox action adventure with light stealth and crafting mechanics, this is stuff that's not designed to appeal to as many people as possible, no matter what.
3: Mm. Would you
0: say that Sekiro is a game that uh, appeals to a wider audience? Hell no. No. Control. Smash, I think, is the only one on this list that actually... Smash and RE2, I think, are the most, like, mainstream. Yeah. (coughs) If anything, I think it shows how specialized a lot of uh, the game, (coughs) blockbuster
2: games this year have been. And that's why you you never see me mention Sekiro or talk shit about Smash Brothers on this list is because I can see why that would be on there. The other ones I can't see why it would be on there.
0: Call of Duty and Gears are not on the Game of the Year category and those... like, I feel like if this was actually a popularity list of the most mass marketable, lowest common denominator, Blockbuster, AAA products, you would slide Call of Duty and Gears to take the spot of uh, Outer Worlds and Death Stranding for Game of the Year. Huh?
1: That is a great point, yeah.
0: Because Death Stranding, Sekiro, Outer Worlds, and arguably RE2 are not really mainstream, conventional, easy-friendly games. Control is like a, a shooter campaign, but it's weird, right? Yeah. It, it has
2: like puzzles yeah. and, and weird physics it's, powers. It's a weird game. I, I liked it because it was weird. But it's it Game of the Year? Nah.
0: I like Death Training because it's weird, but I definitely would not call game it the of Game the of the Year. year.
1: Okay, yeah. so I I think that brings a more interesting question. What determines, like, uh, because these are, uh, with some exceptions, most of these are games that, that we have played and been like, okay, they're good games, but they're not Game of the Year. So yeah. what does that entail? Like, why? where do you draw the line and are like, oh, this is Game of the Year material? Because... What what I'm getting to is that I feel we have we have a very, a specific idea of what a game of the year type of game looks like, and that and that it's, for many years have almost been like a genre of its own. But, but
2: but there's a there's something to be said about something just being too not game of the year, like just just a not a good game, ish, you know, like compare like objectively looking at something like yeah this is. Like, Outer outer Worlds shouldn't be on that list at all. Like, not even close to the list. But it's there. But remember when I was saying, like, Outer Worlds was feeling like
0: my game of the year when I was going through it?
2: So you're saying that the journalists do what journalists do best and don't finish the game and they put out a review? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me right now? Because I no, no I had nothing it. to do I with what I was saying. I, I, I,
0: there's a difference between someone's personal game of the year... And then someone, like, having to take on the job of telling millions of other people what the game of the year according to their award show is. It's <laughs> yeah. like, my game of the year is probably Outer Worlds more so than RE2. But if I had to do an award show, I'd probably vote for RE2 instead because that would make more people happy. Yeah. Like, like, that's a game that appeals to more people and does it well, whereas Outer Worlds appeals to New Vegas fans and does that well, but can't imagine
2: normal people liking it as much. It, it it makes you wonder if the people who are saying that, oh yeah, Outer Worlds, for instance, is like my game of the year, have even finished it. They're just saying... Oh my
0: fucking god, Matt. Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, because I'm like about to finish dinner, Outer Worlds, and it was still really good. I, my opinion dampened in the last act, but it's still really good, yeah, and I, probably going to be the most fun I've had
2: playing a game this year. Yeah, see that's probably what happens people don't finish games and i you're not you're not the only person a lot of people don't finish games so let's see on this list death stranding sekiro
0: and smash brothers look like games that would be have endings out of reach of the common player
2: yeah sekiro there's no way everyone beat that so for that to be voted up there that's really weird (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's really weird. All right. But anyways, we're we're going around in circles. I'm complaining, yeah. talking shit about people who picked this list. Um, and we're hitting Alex the Alex is trying to mark. be a good boy, and George, <laughs> <laughs> and, George uh, and George is being George. All
0: right. I got I got real. One, if if we're gonna do one question this week, if we have time for one question, yeah, let's do the our video games art
2: question. <laughs> oh are you my god
0: <laughs> yeah we got one we got one in the inbox um this week Hans H sent in us a question asking are video games art not in the sense that some video games are artsy like yes. your journeys and your gone homes but can all video games be classified as art in and of themselves yes.
1: are you seriously going are you trying to wrap this up or actually add a, uh, another hour to the podcast yeah. I, I'm not sure yeah, well, I understand I,
3: Yes, I, I,
0: I have an answer and that is yes Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. And of course. It begins their
1: art.
2: Yes, of course. It's yeah. just another way of expressing a, a, a feeling, something you want to convey to someone, someone else. It's, it's good. And,
0: and even if it's a mass marketable corporate made product with corporate decisions, oh <laughs> there's still human hands on it at some point that are trying to express something some way through some, some abstract process. A
2: collection of people. Making something that someone has to use their fingers or or, or whatever in their brain mind, to, yeah, to, to, to go through. Yeah, it's a product through. of a mind. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man.
0: It's nuts. In 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 the 1960s, art got weird because centuries of traditional art genres had become too stifling. And nowadays, everything's art. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That's actually like. This has been settled in court. Video games, according to the United States Supreme Court,
1: are art protected by the First Amendment. (laughs) And by Germany now. And they cannot be censored.
0: Oh yeah, you can have swastikas in German
2: games now. Yep. Really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow, that's weird. Hmm.
0: But can all video games be classified as art in and of themselves? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean from'm pretty sure from, there's a lot of art that people don't like I mean you walk kids you, I walk into like tag to Death stranding galleries all the time here in here in California, there's like just random galleries that are open. you just walk in sometimes the art's garbage, man, but sometimes you walk into the Dr. Seuss uh gallery and you see some really cool ass stuff. <laughs> art doesn't have to be good.
0: the Garfield phones, those are art sandwiches those are art. <laughs>
2: Fire hydrants? Coffee latte art.
0: art. <laughs> Fi- and, well, there still has to be some kind of aesthetic design process involved in the creation of a fire hydrant. At some point, you're manifesting stuff in your head into reality, and that's 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 that's, that's what it means to be human. The artistic expression of the individual is innately connected to the experience of of of, of humanity. Um,
1: George, is your YouTube channel art? <laughs> I hate to say it, but probably, yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: I, keep man, in mind, I good. didn't.
0: Art doesn't have to be good. <laughs> um,
2: um, I was having a conversation oh um, earlier about art, um, and there was this uh, video. It's sl- slight off topic, but I'll just mention it real quick. Uh, for people who want to see it, put in Inner Bloom. It's by Rufus Dosol. I think is how you say it. Um, and that they have like this. I think they're filming a tank or something. And they're st- st- like moving around paint. I don't understand. Here, I'll look it up. I don't understand how they're doing it. But it's incredible. It's incredible. So if you want to see some crazy art. Watch that. Watch that. There you go. Now, that's 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 something to vibe out as you. Uh, uh, I'll leave you something with uh, like homework.
0: Because you homework. know, like like in the objective nature world, it's just liquid sloshing around. But to us humans, yeah. seeing it through this particular frame of reference, it looks like a beautiful work of art. Yeah, the music's good too. Like uh, like the dad and sons theme song. Yep.